This podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at cyphercast.net and follow us on Twitter at cyphercast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And we will be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing one spell. With The World is But a Maze, we talk about starting your Invisible Sun game sessions. Join us on the path of suns, and we may uncover a secret or two. When we cast The World is But a Maze, we talk about running Invisible Sun, and we try to work through something that we've come across and we're not sure how to best handle. This time we're going to be talking about how to get your sessions up and running. So this is something that I've run into. I've run uh, three sessions at this point uh, outside of the playtest. And this is something that I'm trying to figure out how to best tackle. And according to like the guidance in the books says that Invisible Sun is a character-driven game and the characters are all going to have their own motivations, their own goals. And as the GM, it's kind of your job to weave that stuff together in order to unify them towards a shared goal. Uh, do, does that jive with your reading and interpretation of this? Yes. And I think it is important to take that language seriously. For decades now, we've had RPG books that talk about how these games are shared storytelling and we're all going to contribute to uh, this narrative. Um, and it's been true all along. But understand that with Invisible Sun, the entire game is designed to uh, rely on shared narrative contributions and the necessity then of weaving these independent contributions into a single story and game. Uh, to a degree that you may not be familiar with in for more traditional RPGs. Uh, so take language very seriously, and I certainly do agree with it. Yeah, and this is, I think, where I'm running into some small hurdles. Um, my 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 play group, they put together a whole all the stuff in session zero, so the first session, and they all have these different character arcs, and they said, our desideratum is going to be information. We all have information that we want to uh, you know, uncover in order to advance our goals. So with the first session, I said, you know, I've got some ideas. I've got some people that I can drop in here. Uh, I've got some locations that I can point them towards. I've got some events that I can, you know, bring up with them. And get them some of the information that they're looking for. Uh, so we, we started off with everybody just sort of saying, here's where I am. Here's what I do on a typical morning. And everybody was kind of scattered. And I was able to bring them together after, you know, a little bit of play. And I've been telling them like, hey, let's uh, let's kind of angle everybody to sort of meet up and figure out where you're all, uh, where you're all kind of working towards uh, so that we can figure out how we're going to make these things intersect and work together. 
Uh, and then the same sort of thing happened with the second session because the problem I had run into is between sessions, you're supposed to give the characters downtime so that they can have um, time between sessions to do Vizlay things like research, crafting, um, investigation, uh, come up with ideas for what they want to be doing between uh, sessions at the table. And the the sticking point that I've got is when we come back to the table, where do we pick that up? Like, how do we kick off the new story? Like, how do we start up this session? Is everybody scattered and deciding what they're going to be doing? Or do I artificially throw them together and say, we're starting here. What are you guys doing? What's been happening? Like, how have you tackled this? I have used both strategies depending upon where we were in stories how and how closely aligned people's independent work was to the core story of the group. So there isn't necessarily a wrong answer, uh, but it is certainly challenging to figure out which approach will be most appropriate in any given circumstance. The way I usually decide is if the development mode work, if there has been any, by party members is closely related to uh, the work that the group is doing, seeking its uh, desideratum or, or the, the story goal of the group as a whole, then I will often start with a more of a narrative technique uh, than a story technique, if that distinction holds, um, mm -hmm. in that I'll have everyone review what they've been doing and then really open to the group to say, okay, this is what's been going on. Um, do you meet, are you meeting together in someone's house? And we just start from there uh, because you would have to have gotten together to recap each other and fill each other in on these developments that have occurred to each of you individually. But sometimes because if, if the story was, um, if, if the story needed energy and it needed more momentum, sometimes I will I, I, even after a recap, we'll drop them straight into an event and say, okay, based on all of these things, you are, you decided to investigate the haunted house and boom, you're in the haunted house. I was like, just to get the story moving. If I'm afraid that, uh, a conversation at someone else's house where they then have to debate where to go next will bog down for an hour. Okay. Uh, cause I'm kind of at that point where I think, all right, I'm just going to say, hey, you guys all start together. Whose house are we at? And can you all fill me in on what's been going on uh, for the past few days? Uh, where we're picking things up, I've got one one player who's done a bit of work in development mode, uh, but he's chasing down, uh, he's chasing down his own character arc, which like all the character arcs are kind of scattered at this point. I've got things set up in my notes to say, all right, I've got these places that these character arcs will start overlapping. Like I've got one character who wants to travel the path of sons. So obviously the next step is, you know, use somebody else's character arc and put this thing, put one of their goals on a different son because then they need to have this other character working on their goal in order to take all of them along on this path. Um, but I'm at this point where it's like everybody is kind of doing their own thing. And instead of just 
letting them narrate what they've been up to. I need a shorter recap and I need to just say, you're all starting together. Let's figure out what you're planning on doing next. And this does require some buy-in from the group. And I recommend a conversation about the topic in session zero or first session or, uh, or you know, early before you really start the game. But you could even do it later just to make sure everyone's bought in to the GM having more freedom to control pacing through these sorts of techniques of starting uh, the story kind of after some period of time. It's built into the game with development mode. Mm-hmm. But it, I could see it being controversial for a player of a more traditional RPG to, for us for, to say, uh, okay, you know, today we're starting with you being in room three of the dungeon. The, here's what happened in rooms one and two, uh, rel- probably relatively uneventful or just, just defining flavor. But now we're jumping ahead to the, mo- the first of the interesting rooms that requires your feedback and, and strategy and all of that. Um, and, but some players might go, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, uh, and, and, and the, the expectation in those games is that you start in a safe territory, you decide where to embark, you do all of this other work ahead of time. And so you wouldn't ever skip rooms. Uh, based on those expectations. But in more narrative grounded games, uh, the advice is often borrowed from screenwriting where you say you get to the action. Or it's, it's true in novel writing for that matter. Uh, you, you, get, get, you get to the action and you just start there. Uh, I forgot who it was. There's some general novel writing advice that when you like when you write your short story, I think it is, um, you know, write your, your, your first draft and then just cut the first three pages. Because almost everyone when writing a short story starts too early before the action really begins. The heart of the advice is uh, readers, or in our cases, players, are interested in the action. They're interested in important choices that they make. So just start at at the latest possible point before an important decision is made. And don't bother with an hour of dithering on unimportant decisions. But to do that, you really need buy-in from your group to trust you that you're not going to say, oh, by the way, we skipped those first two rooms, and I'm just not going to give you the magic items they're in. Or we're skipping to the third room, oh, and you trip a lever and you're suddenly in lava. Roll, roll, to, you know, roll versus death. You need some trust that you're moving to an interesting decision point that just helps you get more uh, entertaining parts of the game into your limited game time, rather than putting the players at some sort of strategic disadvantage. So how about this? Like my my group right now, I don't know what they're planning on doing at this point. Like they have a couple of things that they're looking into. Um, but also I just want to get them. I want to get them together. I want to have the scene where they're sitting in somebody's house and they're talking about what's going on so that I can figure out what they're all keying into that everybody is interested in together. And once I figure out what that is, that's when I think I might jump them forward and say, all right, we are doing this. We're moving on to this scene and this is what's happening. Yeah. You can think of it like a, a episodic television show, like one of your, whatever your uh, kind of pulpy action TV show of choices from leverage to the flash to Buffy, the vampire slayer, whatever it may be. You know, sometimes you have the James Bond style opening where the, the opening of the game is some sort of action packed something that's usually connected to the main story 
but you don't know how initially is connected. But something quick to get uh, uh, action moving. And uh, the, the equivalent of this is the advice in some traditional role-playing games, like the first line should always be roll for initiative. That doesn't quite work in Invisible Sun, but mm-hmm. the, the spirit of it may. But other times in the same shows, you may start with the Scooby gang in the library for buffing the Vampire Slayer, or you may start with the Leverage gang uh, in their room talking about the fallout from some previous heist, um, and and you may start with that sort of conversation. And both are valid choices to start the story if that's what you want to focus on. And you probably want to mix the two up uh, throughout the season or throughout your your campaign. but you have to trust in the GM to decide how pay, what, what pacing demands at a given time, whether it's rolling for initiative or everyone get comfortable in your chair because we're going to talk about where we are and decide where we want to go. Because my players like both of those things at different times. And so you want to be able to accommodate both interests. Yeah. And I think uh, for this one, since I'm still not sure exactly where the group wants to go, I'm going to throw the group together and say, you guys figure out where you want to go, talk amongst yourselves, and then also introduce some NPCs uh, because they have neighbors. They have locations in their neighborhood that when I bring those things in, they get very excited to see the stuff that they put together showing up. So I want to be able to, to use that stuff in addition to you know, figuring out where they're going to be going. Uh, that, I think it's a good idea. And again, you can kind of imagine this as the opening of one of those shows. Um, I don't know why Leverage keeps coming to mind. I, I like the show. I'm not familiar with Leverage. It's a it's a heist-based TV show. I, I recommend checking it out. It's pretty good. Usually self-contained episodes that are heists, so it's a model for a lot of RPG sort of stuff. Uh, but you can, you can imagine generic heist episode. And one of the options for opening might be everyone's in the in the room uh, for the debrief for the briefing, and they're all looking at this new person sitting in the room. Like, why is this person here? And there's your NPC, uh, and that give, and that becomes the hook. The hook is what is this mystery person doing in our sanctum sanctorum uh, of our uh, wizardly uh, party? Uh, and if that's a, if for an NPC centric story, that's could be entirely appropriate. Uh, one thing I wanted to also note is that. That Invisible Sun does, I think it does very well. By it creates opportunities and more flexibility than other games might, because that the holdovers from development mode can be the equivalent of those James Bond intros, mm-hmm. where it's seem a seemingly unrelated uh, escapade starts before the credits roll. So you might be able to do something similar with one or two people who have done develop mode saying, while you were in, you know, while you were doing your own work, um, how did you get chased by the Russian spy and or chimera, whatever it might be? Uh, and then someone else, what sort of weird incident occurred to you as you were researching at the library? And those become the, uh, the, the cold open stingers for the episode that is your session and then credit you know once those recaps are done that's the equivalent of credit rolling you say okay now that everyone's here and you're all caught up you come out of the credits uh the credit roll equivalent by being in the room and you're all together now now you've got to decide how you react to what you've learned maybe there's a new npc in that room maybe there's an object that has been delivered to your door um you know whatever it is that moves the story forward from that point. Yeah, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Once I have a better 
understanding of the direction that the group is going, then I think it'll be easier to drop them straight into action and have them recap what led them there. And this may be a bigger topic that we'll just revisit continually yeah, <laughs> over these I sorts of a couple more sessions under my belt. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. <laughs> right. But I'll, I'll say the, um, this game has a very different feel to me when planning. Uh, and we, we see this in the actual plays. If people watch those uh, different approaches where some of the approaches are more desideratum and story focused from the GM's perspective, others are much more, uh, kind of based upon player recommendations during first session, but some may find it takes a few episodes to uh, episodes again. Uh, I think of in TV terms, Mm -hmm. a few sessions for the group to kind of figure out what it wants to do. And then once you hit that groove, starting starting sessions becomes easy because everyone kind of naturally knows where they're headed. And that might, you know, that, that eases the start of sessions. There's a countervailing tendency, though, given the importance of independent player goals and character arcs, that there's also sort of a natural growth in the attractive or, or uh, compulsive uh, component of character arcs that they, they are a, a force that pulls away from the group goals sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, yes. different groups will experience those countervailing forces at different times. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that gives me a, a better idea of where I'm going to be going with, uh, the start of my sessions for the next one or two. Uh, once we hit that, that, uh, point where we know what the, the group is headed towards, then I think it, yeah, I agree. It will definitely be easier to get the ball rolling. And so the, again, this is more like invisible sun game therapy. Uh, it's not that there is an answer necessarily, uh, but it's useful to think of all of the alternatives and some of the risks and benefits of these different alternatives from be, from the traditional, everyone starts in the room or bar or what, or whatever. And you, the adventure spins out from there uh, to starting in room three of the dungeon or the uh, entry room of the haunted house and just dropping people into the action. Neither is wrong. This game facilitates either approach depending upon the dictates of the story and the preferences of the group. So you have lots of options which can be frightening, uh, but understand that these options are valid so that you don't need to fear that you're playing the game the wrong way if you choose Mm -hmm. one or the other way to start your sessions. Trust your instincts, experiment, uh, and build trust with your player group so that they can try these new approaches to starting sessions uh, so that your the, the sessions themselves can be packed full of interesting, uh, engaging, and entertaining time, uh, rather than uh, trying to follow some predetermined trope of storytelling where all where all the party meets at the pub and the wizened old figure gives them a quest, which may work sometimes but won't always work. And you don't want to lose an hour trying to fit that trope where it doesn't belong in your particular stories, uh, but you don't want to abandon it for when the time zone it does fit. Cool. I dare someone to try to punctuate that last sentence. <laughs> Any other thoughts on uh, this, the variations on how we can start a session? I'll have more thoughts after I've gotten a, a few more under my belt. I wonder if we need a segment on debriefing. Yeah, probably.
Well, it could be this again, this segment. <laughs> could be. Well, the segment, but uh, 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 almost every time it's like, okay, we've tried this. Now, how did it fail spectacularly? Mm-hmm. Uh, or how did it work spectacularly? That, that'd be fun uh, follow-up and maybe follow-up on multiple segments in one short kind of review segment. Yeah, I think it'd be worth worth our time. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at Tex underscore Red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and ha- help people find us. <laughs>